0: Hello and welcome to the 4Bronx Community Podcast. My name is Laura Levine Pinedo and I am the founder and the director of the 4Bronx project. My journey has led me to such amazing neighbors with such interesting stories and I am ready to share them with you. I invite you to join us as we meet members of our community such as small business owners and so much more. Let's support local and let's have a cup of tea together and chat about all things community. Good morning and welcome to another episode of the 4Bronx Community Podcast. Today, I am joined by James Young, also known as Identity. Hello, James.
1: Hello, how are you doing?
0: Good, good. So, Identity is an award-winning activist turned singer-songwriter with a new release on all the streaming platforms called Be The Cloud. Using music, they invite the listener to explore gender, identity, and relationships. Be The Cloud is their eighth studio single, and it highlights how differences in a relationship can really enhance it if the people involved celebrate these differences. Identity has been a queer activist for over three decades and has won multiple awards for creating programs, safer spaces, and facilitating groups. They've supported the Bronx in the last few years at various Pride festivals and works full-time at Monroe College's Bronx campus in Fordham Manor. When they are not teaching at the college or performing on stage, they volunteer their time co-running a weekly meditation group and a queer book club with the Loft LGBT community center and query you can find identity on all major streaming platforms on the socials as well as their website www.identity.biz their next two performances will be at bad b-a-a-d in the south bronx and at the palace theater in syracuse new york good morning
1: good morning
0: so i'm so happy that you're here um i want to start this off by Introducing myself to you So my name is Laura Levine Pinedo I am she, her, hers And um, I think I want to go right into it Because pronouns are very important and there's, you know, people have not felt comfortable in their, in themselves for a very long time. So as an ally, right, I am not part of the queer community, but as an ally, it's important for allies to also say their pronouns, right? Right. In solidarity. Yeah.
1: Well, part of it is making space for everyone to share the pronouns. If only LGBTQIA plus folks are the ones sharing their pronouns, then it's kind of like outing people, right? Right. But if everyone just share their pronouns, that would be helpful. But there's so many more other reasons. I mean, first off, how do I know what your pronouns are? There's an assumption assumption in place that based on your hair or your clothes or your whatever right that i know what your pronouns are and when i'm teaching online a lot of my students screens aren't on right like the name james we assume is male right but what if i have a name that's not white sounding how do I know if that person's male or female, right? Like, so there's so many other pieces to this sharing pronouns. It's just, it's just saying that we don't want to assume what someone's gender is. We want to ask. Right,
0: right, right. So what are your pronouns, may I ask?
1: Yeah, so uh, as James, I go by he, they. Okay. And the reason why is because I identify as male, and I also realize that if I'm not in a room and someone goes, oh, he went that way, that works. But also they could say they went that way, and I'm not going to go, oh, how dare you, right? Like, right everyone, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like everyone uses they. You know, like, we don't know that we use it. It was like It's
0: true, like, oh, yeah, they went over there. You know, it's right. just something, yeah. Right. And so when I started
1: playing this idea of pronoun and spreading the message about pronouns, I realized that I could use they as, in solidarity with anyone who uses they exclusively, right? Right. And don't use other pronouns. Because there's this argument of, like, they is a uh, plural pronoun, you can't use it that way. He, I want to help people with that. Okay. Shakespeare used they as a singular pronoun. Okay. All right. (laughs) And I recently learned you love this. Did you know thou and you, y'all, your listeners? I'm sure probably already know, but I didn't know this till recently. Thou was a singular you and you was plural. Plural.
0: You see that? Wow, that's true. And so like
1: this idea that language doesn't change and, you know, there's a queer agenda. No, language is evolving. And they is a singular pronoun as well as a plural pronoun. Right. And so me using it is, although I'm not trans, I'm part of an ally just like you are saying, hey, I can make the world a little safer for everyone just by saying, hey, my names and my pronouns are, which then makes other people feel like, oh, I can share my pronouns with them too.
0: Right. Because people get upset when they see they. They're like, what does this mean? You know, it's like, Ugh. Yeah. Now, is it insulting to ask somebody their pronouns directly, like upon meeting them?
1: You know, it's a good question. I think, you know, there's really never just one answer because life is complex, right? Right. Um, I I tend to share my pronouns if I'm if I'm in a place where I feel like maybe there's someone that's that's I'm clocking or reading because I could be wrong. Right? Okay. Um, I would share my pronouns and my name as, as I'm introducing myself and then ask them, right? And then they have a right to pass. Uh, if someone doesn't share their pronouns, I use they for everyone just as a backup, like a default. Oh, they said this or they said that, right? right. Um, but I also don't want to play the trivia game. Now, I don't know if y'all could could know this, um, we have pictures up for this. We'll have a picture
0: of us afterwards. Yeah. Okay.
1: So I'm, I'm Asian, right? And I'm Chinese. And so I get questions all the time from random strangers of like, where are you from? And I'm like, from New York. No, no, no. Where are you really from? <laughs> I know. Where, are where are you me? really from? So like, so like I've always felt like there's an asking is one thing, but also there's like, I want to, you're my problem for the day that I want to try to solve. You're my riddle and you're my trivia, which feels really weird. It when, feels weird. Right. So if I'm a random person in the street going to get coffee and I see someone, I'm, clocking them as like, oh, I think you're non-binary. Oh, I think you're trans. I want to like get my points in for the day. I'm not going to ask that person because it's not about them. It's about me. You know what I mean? Right. No, I understand. Whereas if I'm having a conversation and I want to be respectful and use the right pronouns, I think that comes from a different place.
0: Okay. So I want to get into a little bit about you. You're from New York?
1: I am. From where? Uh, Eastchester. I grew up in Eastchester. Actually, I was born in Hong Kong. Came here when I was two.
0: Okay. Hong Kong is definitely on the um, travel list for me. Uh, Oh, beautiful. Yeah. So, Eastchester, uh, you are a professor? Yes. What do you teach?
1: I teach uh, social sciences. So. At Monroe like, College. At Monroe College in the Bronx.
0: One of your students actually works um, in Riverdale at La Chic Salon. Bianca, who does the best makeup. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Bianca adores you. Oh. Um, and so, you were a professor for how many years?
1: Uh, oh, geez. Uh, about 15 years or so.
0: And. How did Identity come to be?
1: Yeah, so ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be able to, you know, write music and all that, but that was just not allowed in my house for me for whatever reason uh, and so several years ago I I, I started a couple years ago I started finding out that people could write music on their laptops I know I'm a little bit of a Luddite and I was like oh you just click, click this and click this and I was like oh I can do that so I started writing all these songs that built up in my head over the years decades right, right? Um, and I was like well I need a name for myself if I'm going to go out there and perform and record and so I was like well I'm Exploring my identity, right? I'm a professor. I'm an advocate. Now I'm potentially going to be a singer, performer, right? I have so many different parts of me. I'm a father, right? I'm a dog owner, right? Like I have so many identities. And I of thought- nice. Lifelong we wanna explore identities, right? And that's what I'm gonna be. I'm gonna just put this message out there. I think everything I do, Laura, is based on the idea that I try to be an edutainer, educator, I love and that. entertainer. I love that. Right. And so in my education part, I always make it fun in the class as best I can. But when I'm entertaining, I want people to learn something and, and walk away with yeah, you know what? identity. I'm going to explore my own identity and get, invite other people to do the same. Right. And identity's pronouns are they them. Okay. Uh, because. That's so this is a persona.
0: stage persona. Identity.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: So you're like Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. Like no. that kind of thing, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that's how identity was born. And then it's I.D.E.N.T.T. Dot dot T dot T, just to make it a little more interesting than right. just the word identity.
0: So you perform do you perform like in nightclubs and and bars and schools, like where do you perform?
1: I'll perform anywhere. anywhere. I'm a hungry artist, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to do everything. So, yeah, um, by the time this podcast comes out, so I, I will have performed in September in a few different places performing at a private party, I perform at pride events, I'm, provide, I'm performing at an arts um, gathering in Syracuse, which is lots of fun. So, yeah, I'll perform anywhere, and I've um. In the early part of September, actually, I performed at uh, in Poughkeepsie at a okay. bar uh, to do it, to be part of a fundraiser for someone getting top surgery. Okay. Yeah. So the whole point is just to spread the message and get more queer joy out there.
0: Right. That's queer joy is very important. Um, and so speaking about queer joy, we met last year. Um, When uh, we did Riverdale Pride. And I... There was, like, not a lot of resources in here around here. So I had to, like, find the resources. So I contacted the loft in White Plains, right? And I think... I was, like, not sure what to do. Not sure where to go. As I said before, I'm an ally. I'm not part of the queer community. But my sister is gay. And she's getting married next year. And I just felt... That's awesome. Mazel tov. And I just felt that... um, The community wasn't as accepting and it wasn't as inclusive as it should have been. And I met a lot of people, a lot of folks that were struggling with this um, in Riverdale. And so, you know, my partner Mike and I, we decided to do Pride. So it was really important to have you there because... I didn't know much about it at this time I just had a good heart you know we just wanted to do something for people because for me if a certain group doesn't feel like they're part of the community then we cannot call ourselves a community and I'm very I feel very strongly about that a community is not for selected groups you know and unfortunately in many neighborhoods it gets clicky and so we wanted to have a day where people felt celebrated and um you know we had it and it was it was beautiful and I want to thank you for being part of this um new thing in Riverdale you know I couldn't have done it without you because you brought a table with pronouns now I have never prior to having pride I have never said my pronouns I had people in tears after they went to your table and children and they and adults and 70 year old people and they were like I have never had an experience in my home where I could feel like myself So you touched a lot of people in this town. So I just want you to know that. And um, sorry, I don't, you know, cause like they don't feel like they belong and you made them feel like they belong. So thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. you know, it's a co-effort because it you didn't create the space. It is. It's really about collaboration. Sorry,
0: I just like, cause I care so much about this. Yeah. So like this year we had Pride Again, you performed and it was double the attendance, right? It was crazy. And there was a, um, a person there. I don't know if you saw this person with, like, pink hair, an older person. And they said to me, Angie's shaking her head, my tech lady. And I don't know, they were, like, in their 70s maybe and just felt comfortable to come in a dress and a pink wig and be them their true self. And, and they told me, they were like, I never would have thought this would happen in Riverdale, so thank you so much. Um, you know, I think people who are not so accepting and understanding one day when you have somebody that you love, um, you know, if they come out or, you know, maybe I hope it will soften your heart and your your mind to accepting people, but it's it's a tough issue. Yeah. It's a tough issue. So, um, you know, I, anything you want to elaborate on that?
1: Yeah, I want to I say thanks. Sorry, you. I'm getting emotional. I like, love, there's no reason to be sorry for your emotions, right? Like emotions right, are but it's yeah.
0: real. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think what you're saying is really important because sometimes as an ally or as someone who's just coming out, we don't know what to do. We don't know the right thing to do, the right things that you were just asking about. Do we ask about pronouns or not, right? There is right. no real one answer. Right. As an artist, I've been doing that with music. I don't right. know what the right, I'm always looking for the right thing because right. I was raised in a Chinese household and it's like, you have to get that A plus plus, you so know? Education is everything, right? <laughs> you, have to get everything. A, you have to get the A, you know? If
0: you get an A, where's the plus?
1: Right, but where's, where's that in real life, right. right? And so I think the important thing is you try. Right. And that's what you did. You tried. You're like, all right, who do I talk to? How do I make this happen? And I think that's the most important thing versus just ignoring it. Right. You provided a space. You provided nurturance, admiration. You supported various queer folks in the community to come together. And I think that's what the message behind Query. Queery is a nonprofit that I'm a part of right. called Queer Theory. Query. Get Queer
0: it? theory. Okay, I didn't know that.
1: Let me throw you some extra knowledge. Throw it. It's called a portmanteau. You can say that portmanteau is when you take two words like brunch, lunch, brunch, breakfast. Okay. Right? It's take two words, put it together. That's a portmanteau. It's a fancy. Oh word.
0: my god, we're getting educated here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway, (laughs) query is a portmanteau, so it means queer theory, right? And what we've learned is that most people don't, not a lot of people don't get to go to college. And those of us who get to go, we don't get to take queer theory. Did you take queer theory? Any listeners, right? Right? Uh, And so we wanted to make queer theory accessible by doing fun things like the pronoun challenge. Right. Share your pronouns in your emails. It's a concrete, small little way to begin a huge conversation and create safety for for other people and you holding pride right in riverdale it's just creating this atmosphere saying we exist and that we get to not just exist but thrive so important
0: right right now what would your advice be we have somebody who's i don't want to say young but it could be young it could be old somebody who doesn't feel comfortable in their skin and they're suffering with depression because for me i don't know much about um any of, any of this really. I just, you know, I'm a person who wants to include everybody but I couldn't imagine something worse than being stuck inside your body, right? So what would your um, advice be to somebody who's young, maybe trans, maybe who's, you know, they're queer, they can't come out to their family and they feel really at a low point where there's no turning back. Is there any resources that you could direct them into, you know, or any advice you can give?
1: Yeah, uh, so in the New York area, we're very lucky. We're in a bubble here, right? So you've got the New York City Center. That's on 13th Street. It's the first place I went to as a teenager, uh, as well as The Loft in Westchester County. But there's also many different groups in uh, high schools like GSA's Gay Straight Alliance or QSA's Queer Straight Alliances. Uh, And so I think there's a lot more support there than ever before. And today, (laughs) we've got the internet right in the palm of our hands for a lot of us young folks, right? And they can look up so many things without having to disclose that to anyone else, right? right? So I think that's that's another plus.
0: But is there like a hotline, like, let's say, I mean, other than 911? Like, right, I'm
1: right. There's, the Trevor uh, Project has a hotline. Okay, Trevor uh, Project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And New York City actually is really cool. New York City has a text talk 24-7. Okay. Uh, text talk chat uh, that you can always Google and find support there too. Uh, and The Loft has a hotline and so The Loft, that's the LGBT Center in, in, in White States, Plains, White right. Plains. Uh, but they do stuff globally, right? right now because of the pandemic everything like is, was on Zoom right? and so some of the things have remained on Zoom so people are globally connecting with them and then you've got the center down in the city and when I say the center in the city it's on 13th Street but there's so many other organizations there's uh, Ali Fournay which is a homeless youth uh, project they support teens and uh, up to the age of 25 I think right? who have been kicked out of their homes yeah so like there's so many mon- wonderful programs and of course you know I'm sure they can reach out to you or reach out to me absolutely Absolutely, right
0: absolutely. Um, now, also, like you know, my mom grew up super like Catholic Irish, which is you know is more conservative when it comes to these topics. When my sister came out, um, my mom has now turned into an activist for the LGBTQ plus yes. community. So. Is there, let's say we have parents, because just as much as I, you know, we did pride to celebrate the queer community. It's also a safe space. There may be people who are middle-aged, older. They don't know how to deal with. This new, you know, it's not new, but new you know what I mean. Like, their yeah. grandkid comes out, right? So they don't know how to deal with this. So I wanted to create a safe space where they could ask questions. So all these organizations, as well, would answer their questions. Yeah,
1: and actually in Riverdale, there is P Flag in Riverdale. There is, is P Flag friends, uh, what was it P Flag parents uh, and friends of lesbian and gays? Of course, now it's not just that; it's any of the LGBTQI letters, right? Right. Uh, but yeah, so there's so many different places that they can get support and online. That's if they're interested in wanting to, right? And sometimes the best person to talk to is the person that is in your life, right? Mm-hmm. So you could say, I, I think this is a powerful thing for parents or grandparents, whoever, to say, listen, I don't know enough about this, but I'm wanting to learn. Exactly. And I'm wondering if you're willing to help, right? Just not that they have to, right. but they just say, hey, listen, I know you just came out and I'm so glad you told me. Speaking of which, here's a little tip for y'all for those of you who don't know. Okay. If someone ever comes out to you all you need to say is thank you for telling me.
0: I love you. People man. Say, right? That's right? it.
1: People say all these other things that are ridiculous. When you, when you sneeze, you know to say God bless you regardless of religion, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So here, when someone comes out to you, thank you.
0: It's thank funny they'd leave you. They'd, leave you, they'd leave you on the street corner, right. <laughs> falling. But they'll say, "God bless you" when you sneeze. <laughs> right, right, right. So
1: whenever someone comes out, just say thank you. So those are just right. like some of the things we do at Crew. We try to get people to think about shifting the culture. Right, right. Share your pronouns. Respect other people's. When you make a mistake, it's okay. Correct yourself, and then you know, move on. Right. When someone comes out to you, say thank you. I so appreciate you sharing that with me. Thank you for letting me into your
0: life. Well, I have something fun to tell you. Yeah. It, you know, for people that are like. I can't get over it I can I was brought up a certain way so my sister's getting married like I told you you know, my cousin is a priest in Ireland. He is coming to the wedding. Oh. He's not officiating the wedding, but he's just coming as a cousin to support his cousin. And I'm sorry, Catholic priests can come and support. You know, like yeah. we all have room in our hearts to accept and to love. So.
1: Right, and if you if you think about this idea that oh, I'm too old to learn, or or this is all new stuff, or whatever, how many people know about the Omicron variation of COVID? Right, like we learn that word pretty quickly, but we can't say they them. Right, like yeah. I mean, you know true, I mean, that's like, facts. Right. facts. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we can learn. We can facts. learn. Yeah.
0: So I was like um, watching TV, and I heard your song on a show. Am I? Was I dreaming?
1: I don't know. I'm excited. Tell me more. Were you
0: not on a show? Your I, song?
1: Not that I know of.
0: Oh, I thought you were.
1: <laughs> if it is, I'm excited.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. I thought they. Oh, maybe my mistake. Um. So yeah. So what else would you like to tell us about what you do and the impact that you make in the community?
1: So, uh, Monroe College, for those of you who don't know, Monroe College is in the Bronx and in Fordham, and I teach, I live a block away from there now, Morris Avenue. Anyway, at Monroe, we're teaching this fall, we've been teaching the LGBTQ studies, our very first time running that class. It's very exciting, because we want to bring queer theory to students, so we're doing that. And then the other thing I want to let you know is that uh, in August, we released Be the Cloud, which is about Uh relationships and differences, and there's so much love for that. Thank you all for giving so much. Love to that, but the other thing is, since it's October, October 11th is National Coming Out Day.
0: Is it really? I yeah. didn't know that. What day? Yeah. What day is, o- is October
1: that? October 11th. Oh, I th- is it a two? Is it's it it a Wednesday? Wednesday? Okay. Yeah, and it's it's actually um, it's actually a day where we uh, released a new song called "Out on the Floor." Speaking of weddings, when I was 17, over three decades ago, uh-huh. I wrote the song because there were no queer songs that I knew of that celebrated a romantic relationship. And I used to DJ and do weddings and bar mitzvahs and all that. Right. Right. And so I would cry cause I'd be like, no one would ever love me like that. And I would never be able to get married cause marriage was not legal back then for people like right. me. So I wrote this song called out on the floor. I released it this past year and the remix is being released on national coming out day.
0: I love that so much. I love that. So it's, fun. it's just amazing to me cause you weren't allowed to really have music or anything growing up up but here you are like you just were passionate You're like I want to DJ I want to you know make music yeah yeah
1: and you know it's interesting earlier you mentioned something about my song beyond a show um this tool that I use called DistroKid to release my music they have all these different memes that you can create which one of the one of the um, memes they have is like the Little Yoda the other is Jimmy Fallon thing so it's not really on a television show but it's like little memes that they do little memes yeah
0: okay you know I thought like there was some sort of connection between you guys so um, the majority of your shows are they in Westchester County or they're in the Bronx all over all over
1: again I'm going to Syracuse um, or I guess by this time, I would have gone to Syracuse already. Um, yeah, I'll go all over. Let's make it happen. Let's spread that queer joy. And by the way, my biggest song so far is called Queerphoria. Queerphoria? It's a I've man heard toe. it.
0: Yes. So you start you start queer for ya. I believe in like a shower cap. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I love it. Yeah, because yeah, I'm sick. I'm not feeling well. Because you know what? After 520 plus bills, anti-LGBT bills, I'm not feeling good. I would not be feeling good, right? Right. You have over 500 laws that says you can't be who you are. Right. Right. That's insane. So that's that, that's part of the song is to say, hey, listen. There's some really bad, sad stuff out there, but. Our own psychology is our own. So we gotta find that glimmer. We gotta find that joy. And I think that's an important part, uh, an important message for any queer person, for anybody. Uh, as a whole, we have to get up out of bed sometimes and just find a way to make it happen. And how do we do that? We focus on the things we want. We cultivate the joy in our own lives. Right. And for queer people, it might be a little harder during this time when all these bills are happening, but we can find a way to do that. Being queer means that we're being resilient. I think about being queer as being that piece of grass or flower that grows through that concrete. Do you ever see that on the sidewalk? Yes, yes. We grow through all that construct that has been poured on top of us. And some of us are lucky enough to grow through and reach for that sun and thrive. And I think there's something beautiful and resilient about that. And if you're a queer person listening to this, you are perfect the way you are. There is no one way to be queer. A lot of people are like, am I queer enough? Can I say this? Can I do this? Of course, you are just queer the way you are. There's no one way to be queer. And for those of us who are trying to be supportive to queer people, you're going to keep trying just like anything else, right? I keep trying to go on a diet, y'all. I don't know about you. (laughs) That's not happening with me. And I keep doing it and keep doing it. Eventually, it's going to work, right? Right, right.
0: What's your favorite food? Like, just you as a person? Oh my gosh,
1: pasta. I love pasta, noodles, pasta, noodles, any carbs.
0: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No keto diet for you. Right, right. yours? Oh God, everything! Everything. Oh, French fries, pasta, steak, seafood, everything. Um, Yeah. So, like, what's your advice to the haters, the people who don't agree with this? You know, who? Speak really bad about it and you know oh there's only male and female pick one like you know this is ridiculous don't push this on our kids like what's your words to them
1: yeah so I guess from an, I have two thoughts on that one is academically when we look at gender being male and female in this binary system it's kind of ridiculous because it's not real we're forced to think about this in this way because we have a construct that was poured on top of us. Right. Um, Gender and sex, even, you know, I used to teach gender was one thing and sex is another, but actually gender and sex, neither one of them is binary. I mean, if you think about like... Finding Nemo, right? That little fish. Do you know that I movie? I love that movie. It's so cute. Yeah. Um, Nemo's dad supports him, right? Because mom died. Do you remember that movie? Ba-
0: vaguely. Yeah, I, I know Nemo. I know that. Yeah, but-
1: yeah. So mom died. Now, in the real world, the clownfish, which is what kind of fish they are, okay. if the mom dies, the dad's. Will turn into the mom, and they will have to develop um, uh, ovaries and develop estrogen and start producing eggs. So that's the real world science, right? But that's hidden from us, right? Like, and of all the fishes, all oh, the fish they could choose. They chose a clownfish, which biologically would do this instead. So anyway, I'm just saying that we are being um, we're being held captive into this idea that gender and sex is binary, right? That there's only one or the other. And it's really ridiculous. There's chimera butterflies. There's so many examples of this, but I don't want to just use the animal kingdom. In the human world, in, in different tribes, and different communities, uh, before white colonization happened, mm-hmm. there were different genders and different sexes and different sexual orientations, but when the colonists came in, they're like, nope, you're doing it wrong. This is what you need to do. So that's number one. Number right. two. So that's academic. The other thing I would say is, hey, you know what? I feel you and I love you and I care about you I'm talking to the haters because you're trapped you're trapped in this idea that was fed to you it's not your fault And I don't blame you for being so angry because I would be angry, too, if other people could live authentically and I was fighting hard to stay in the lines that I was told to stay in. Right. You know what I mean? I would be upset, too. And I want to give any of the haters permission to kind of dig a little deeper and find yourself in that process.
0: Right. Because if you're content and happy with who you are, it shouldn't matter what anybody else is doing. Right. You know, and that's what gets me upset sometimes too, because this whole notion of drag queens—it's not safe for children and things like that. I grew up singing, I, you know, in cabarets downtown with drag queens. They used to dress me as Judy Garland, and I would go out there. That would be my thing. Um, and then, you know, I know the drag queens surprise. pictures. Oh my goodness, there's <laughs> pictures. And uh, it was at Don't Tell Mama downtown, but. These drag queens would like take a bullet for any child. Like they would protect these kids. Like you have no idea. And it's just it's it's upsetting. I think it it's, really is upsetting.
1: Yeah, it is upsetting. I think it's fat. F, um I don't know what the word is. I think it's just unbelievable that we would take something like drag queens and say that they're harmful for children, right? Meanwhile, Sylvia Rivera, do you know who she is? She's one of the people who who started the Stonewall riots back in 1969, right? She, Marsha P. Johnson, right? Sylvia Rivera is interesting because as a 12 years old, she's a child. She was wearing clothes that affirmed her gender and she would get arrested in New York City under the three article rule. Talk about targeting children. Right. Right. I mean, the hate is targeting children, saying that you have to be a certain way or we're going to arrest you. She was arrested at 12 years old for wearing, quote unquote, the wrong clothing. So when I think about drag queens doing that, right, drag queens aren't doing that. Drag queens are liberating people. Right. Drag queens are allowing people to play. And I also think about the whole idea of banning books and all that, right, how books are really a problem. Um teaching people about themselves in ways. I'm thinking like how many books have hurt people really versus opening their eyes to new ideas, new adventures, right? Right. It's not about controlling people. I think that's the beauty about queer folks, right? There's not one way to be queer, but there is one way to be cis and straight. Right. Okay. Women in the kitchen, men going to work. Right. Like that's that story. Still kind of, even though it's 2023, that's still kind of the story. Unfortunately. And if you're both working, if you happen to be in a relationship, you must get married too, right? You must get married. you have to get you married. Have you have to get married. You have kids. Yeah. Right. Like with queerness, it's like it's not that. Right. It's who do you want to be in a relationship? Do you even want to be in a relationship? Are you ace? Right? Are you um, asexual? aromantic, Right? Like. There's so many choices to being who we are and letting us grow. Think about a garden versus controlling that garden.
0: Oh, right. Just yeah. let it grow. Yeah. So I'm a female. I just want to ask this to you, some people who have questions. I'm a female. I am straight. So am I a cis female?
1: Uh, Yeah, so if you identify as female and you were assigned female at birth, the doctor decided and made some assumptions about you, and you're like, yep, that's me, that's called cis, cisgender.
0: So cis is basically affirming what the doctor assigned me and affirming that that's correct.
1: Yes, yes. Okay. And it's... um, aligning yourself with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because everyone's been assigned a gender. Everyone. Just like everyone's been assigned a name. Right. And we don't get all weirded out when people are like, you know what? Don't call me James anymore. Call me Jimmy, right? People are like, oh, okay, we'll call you Jimmy, right? Like, Right. We have Whatever, nickname. But for some reason when it comes to trans folks, we get a little crazy. Like, oh, you can't change your name, right? We we know who you are. Right. right? Like, And that's why I'm called identity as well because it's identity, not you identity. So, who gets to decide? I do.
0: Yeah, right. I do.
1: Yeah. So, cis, by the way, some people think cis is a bad thing, right? They're like, oh, you're calling me cis. I think some people who think that are the people who also think trans is a bad thing. That's why they use that word in, in a negative way. Trans is not a bad word. Transgender is not a bad word. Cis and cisgender is not a bad word. Cis just means same, by the way. It literally means same. Trans means across, right? Right. And so that's the root of it.
0: Transportation. And, uh, yes. I love that. That.
1: Right. Transformation.
0: Yes.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I think that um, cis, cis het folks, we love you and we want you to be whole and authentic as well, right? And so it's about having all of us be able to do that.
0: What are your feelings about gender reveals when couples are expecting? Because oh some people, there's mixed feelings about this. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't want to take anyone's joy away. At the same time, talk about grooming kids and making kids a certain thing because pink is for girls and Blue is for boys. Did you know 100 years ago was the reverse? Was blue it wasn't. Blue was for girls because blues, blues was calming and, you know, you're supposed to calm the girl down. And pink was considered a passionate, strong color, right? So boys were supposed to be passionate, and strong. But yeah, today we still do that. And I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to hate on someone else's party. At the same time, I, I'm wondering what about that kid?
0: Would you attend a gender reveal?
1: I don't know if anyone would invite me. <laughs> But I will say there are some really wonderful people who are doing some some new, well, what I consider new, um, gender creative parenting. Have you heard of this? No, I haven't. What they do is they don't tell their kid who they are in regards to gender. They don't tell people the gender of their child, right? That's usually the first question right. after, right? Oh, you had a baby, boy or girl. Uh, they're like, oh, it's a healthy baby, right? And they use neutral colors or all the colors. They let the kids choose as they get older the toys they want to play with, the clothes they want to wear. And so gender creative... Parenting, there's been some research on it, Laura. You'll be excited to hear. Many of those kids end up being cisgender anyway, a sign gender, they agree with it.
0: Okay. But
1: they're more expansive in their thinking about who they are. Wow. They can play with these toys, they can be this, they can be a There's doctor. no restrictions.
0: You just right. do whatever you want.
1: And then the trans kids or non binary kids, they feel supported throughout that whole youth, right? Throughout right. their whole childhood.
0: Now, let's talk a little bit about this. I, I've noticed more trend of men wearing nail polish. And you have nails. I have no nail polish. I'm a hot mess today. But there's also straight men who wear nail polish. So is that like in solidarity? Like, is there any sort of meaning behind that? Or it's just a, a like a style? It's a good
1: question. You know, I, I don't know. I know for me, it was in my sociology class. There's okay. a mix of my different identities. Now as a professor, I would tell students, you know, what are the toys you played with? How did that shape your gender and all that? And one day um, my students were like, but professor, you know, you're not really breaking out of those no- norms. Why don't you wear nail polish? And I was like, I don't know. So I started wearing nail polish. Um, and ever since then I just kept doing it on and off. Right. Right. Um, and with identity, identity wears nail polish. So it's easier just to keep it on. Well,
0: listen, I do have one complaint about this. You know, I'm a size 10 shoe and a lot of, uh, you know, people, a lot of folks have big feet. So when I go shopping for shoes, I can't find any. (laughs) And also I'm waiting in the nail salon for an extra hour because you know, I'm just kidding. But having big feet, it's a problem. You know, (laughs) going
1: back to the nails, I mean, I think about, like, when I was growing up, rockers, musicians, they had nail polish, mascara,
0: eyeliner, not mascara, eyeliner, and there was not even a talk about it.
1: Right, right, right. And it was considered okay, but under the cishet norms of of growing up as a boy, that was always a problem, right? Like, you can't do that. And it's so interesting, because as a a little girl, you know, she might get her ear pierced, or her parents will pierce her ears without her consent as Mm -hmm. a baby, right? Right. So, yeah, we do a lot of interesting things to children that we think are for children, but i also think about like it's not just gender we do that for many different things like the idea of consent right like with my kids I've always said hey how do you want you have to say hi to someone when they come over but how do you want to say hi do you want to give a high five do you want to wave do you want to give a hug a kiss like what works for you whereas I didn't grow up like that Laura I was grew up oh put your toy down go and give so and so a kiss and I didn't want to give them a kiss that felt gross right and so from a very young age I think that offering kids the idea of consent that you have a right to your body if you you have a right to your thoughts and feelings like don't cry you You're you're not upset. Come on, let's go. That's terrible, right? We need to actually let kids have their feelings. Even more so, we need to let adults have their feelings.
0: Right. Right. Thank
1: you for asking, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, so um, is there anything else? Like, what's one fact about you as identity, as James, that we don't know, we want to know?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, Well, I will say that I'm pretty transparent, so people probably already know this, but just in case. I have no idea what I'm doing. You don't? I've been teaching for 15 years. And before that, I was an educator with um, various organizations going to high schools and doing educational programs after all these years I know that I don't know what I'm doing I'm you're just going with the flow i just go with the flow and I keep thinking they still hire me they still want me back like at Monroe I'm teaching classes <laughs> and I'm like they haven't figured it out yet that they should get rid of me and I know they call that imposter syndrome but I don't know if anyone ever feels this is what i think is the secret i don't know if anyone ever feels like they're fully there you know i think beyonce i'm wondering off stage if she's thinking oh gosh what am i doing you know what i mean right right and so when i perform i do the same thing and if that's you as a listener whatever you're doing keep at it that's the beauty i run a meditation group once a week on thursdays from 5 till to 6 30 on zoom if you want to check it out let us know And in that meditation, I'm learning that it's about breathing in, focusing on that breath, and breathing out beautiful. It's super easy, right? But the good thing about meditation and research has backed this up is that it's when you fail to pay attention to your breath. You know, when you're breathing for one, two, three, you're good. And then the, th- the fourth breath, you're like, what am I going to have for lunch? And you're yeah, like, you forgot about breathing. Wait. And then you're like, oh crap, I forgot what I was breathing. I forgot I was supposed to go back to this. So you come back to that breath. That is what meditation is. It's about that coming back to Right? It's not just staying there. It's not an endurance test. It's about forgetting and coming back. And so I, I relate this to what I'm talking about here because as a performer, I'm on stage and I have to be like, James, you need to quiet down because identity needs to perform right now. When I'm teaching, uh, James, you need to quiet down because Professor Young needs to teach right now. What I do is I refocus And even while I'm in the middle of a performance or a lecture or whatever it is, all these feelings come up, right? And I just say, to, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. We can deal with your feelings later. Right now you have to teach or right now you have to cook or right now you have to do whatever. And that is what meditation is. Letting go of those feelings for just a moment. Trust me, they'll be there when you get back.
0: (laughs) Right. And I also think like when life throws you a curveball, Right. That that kind of philosophy works too. Like you can always, no matter you you may get off course, but you can always come back and you still have that breath. As long as you have that breath, you'll be okay. Yeah,
1: literally. So. And I think that uh, the science behind meditation or that act of, oh my gosh, am I good enough? Am I really doing this? Can I really do this? It's totally normal to feel that. But we tell people that, oh, don't doubt yourself. But it's normal. It's part of the human process. Right. And when we come back to that. I'm not gonna listen to that for now, I'm choosing to do this. It's a profound statement, we're telling ourselves, that we can trust ourselves to keep going even when we feel scared. We can trust ourselves to be courageous and brave. And your brain starts believing you. Right. And your prefrontal cortex, I'm sorry, getting all educated. I'm like, you on Do you do
0: therapy? Because I might need a session. No, you're so relaxing. Thank
1: you. Your prefrontal cortex gets stronger. They have studies for people who meditate regularly. Uh-huh. They will study their brains after death, right? And they have found that their prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that makes good decisions, is stronger thicker. Right. It's like doing a bicep curl, but for the brain. Right. So whenever we feel that, just come on back. Just come like, on back. Know, nope. I'm not going to listen to that today or for five minutes. I'm going to stay on this task I want to do. Right. And so as a performer, as an educator, or any one of you who's doing, like Laura, when you're doing a podcast, when you're lining people up, I'm wondering, do you have some of these feelings and doubts and ideas? And you just, Shh, I got I to gotta work right now. I can't do this.
0: Yes. Yeah. I got to zone it out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, where? can can we find more about identity? Oh
1: my goodness. You can find me on all the streaming apps, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, whatever you use and you would find me as i.den.t.t You can also find me on Instagram uh, I think it's under the same thing, i.den.t.t I would love to meet with y'all on Instagram, DM me, uh, make comments uh, let me know how I'm doing I'm still needing to figure out how to do my marketing there <laughs>
0: you're doing just great and I would love to have you here maybe um, one of these weekends maybe we could do like a workshop here for um, the community like you can discuss these things with them and I right I would love you that you would love that yes
1: we can even like a meet do and a greet base, yeah we can just do a basic pronoun thing hey my name is and my pronouns are that's
0: it it means so much to so many people so thank you for making a difference um, to many people here in Riverdale so I want to thank you again uh identity james young for coming and joining us for another episode of the four bronx community podcast until next time Bye. well friends that wraps up another episode of the four bronx community podcast if you would like to be a guest on the podcast email me today at laura4bronx at gmail.com join us next time